0: It's in the news today, but it was actually on TV Reload, the podcast last week. Welcome back to TV Reload. My name's Benjamin Norris, and on this podcast, I go behind the scenes with the biggest players in television. Each episode, you will get a front row seat with content makers like executive producers, writers, editors, and casting agents, plus the talent that we see on our screens. TV Reload reloads the shows that you are currently watching and gives you a better insight at our television industry and streaming services. Today on the podcast I have MasterChef Australia's latest eliminated fans versus favourite favourite Tommy Pham. Returning from season 13, he was back in the kitchen faster than you can say pressure cook. Tommy was playing with a lot of heart and cooking with gusto, so it was sad to see him leave the competition at this point. We will talk about his feelings returning to fans versus favourites on Channel 10, how Julie added to his experience, what he thinks brought him undone and who he thinks will be the last man or woman standing. However, let's get started with today's guest. I'd like to welcome Tommy Pham to TV Reload.
1: There's definitely pros and cons for me coming back straight away.
0: MasterChef has produced some of the
1: biggest names in food. I guess silver linings to everything the first time ever, it's fans versus favourites. It was like, you know that, that kind of shaking of the hand under the neck, like, no, this is not happening.
0: We wanted a battle and that's what we've got.
1: Man, can I get there? I think I've got what it takes. And I'm sorry, Tommy, Alvin's dish was unbeatable. And that means you're going home. You know what to do when, like, shit gets the fan.
0: Hi, Tommy. How are you?
1: I'm great. How are you, mate?
0: I'm, I'm so excited. I'm, I'm happy to be speaking with you. I'm a little bit surprised that I'm speaking with you because I kind of had you as someone that would be there right to the end.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, it's, it was definitely a shock to me as well. But you know, you're only as good as your last cook and that just happened to be a not very good day for me.
0: Well, how did this series go for you? And I guess the question I really want to know is what was the biggest hurdle this time around?
1: I think the biggest hurdle for me this time around is not to be so intimidated by all the other favourites. They're all like, they've all been around for quite a while, I'm not saying that they're old, but like they're all very experienced and they know, you know, they know their way around their cuisines and their style of cooking. And I'm, I'm a newbie. I'm basically a fan. If you think about it, I was just there last season.
0: Absolutely. I mean, do you think it's better or worse to come back so soon? Because, you know, there was been conversation online about, you know, Julie hasn't been on MasterChef for so long. You know, maybe she's out of practice with this format. But then, for you, you've <laughs> yeah. come back so quickly. So, what do you think is better or worse?
1: I think there's definitely pros and cons for me coming back straight away. I, you know, I know the format of the show. I'm still kind of fit and ready for MasterChef competition. Julie, she's been away for a while, but she's had that time to kind of build even more, and more of her repertoire. She's got more skills under her. So, I feel like somewhere in between, maybe like if you were in season seven or eight or something like that, you'd be probably perfect.
0: Well, you came seventh last year and then you're back very quickly, you know, straight back into the kitchen. Why do you think producers saw you as the standout of your season to come back? Well, one of the standouts, but why do you think they picked you to come back? I think,
1: I think they saw, you know, my passion for my style of food, you know, the uniqueness of my, just my love for my food. And I think I kind of projected that, really, really well. And I loved, you know, cooking Vietnamese food, sharing, you know, the, the the different styles of Vietnamese food that people didn't really know, but could come to love. So I think them seeing that in me last season, they thought that I probably had more to give.
0: <laughs> well, you see the phone number come up and you're like, hang on a sec, that's Master Chef from last year. Why are they calling me? And did they have a pitch to try and get you to come back? Like, what were they uh-huh. saying to you straight away? Come on, mate, we want you to come back because of this? yeah.
1: Do you know that um that that Instagram kind of TikTok thing where they like there's a phone and it's like Thailand is calling or something and it was like and then like you pick it up and then it'll show you like flashes of pictures. For me, it was like Master Chef is calling and like if I pick it up, it's like flashes of like all these hectic pressure and you know me like stressed and all that. Um, that kind of went through my mind as soon as I saw the phone number come up. But you know they explained to me that they'd love to have me on the season. They told me the format and you know I was quite into it, but at the same time, I was like, Oh, I don't know if I'm ready. And, you know, I think I have, I had to ask my partner, like, do you think (laughs) I could do this? And at first it was, it was like, you know, that, that kind of shaking of the hand under the neck, like, no, this is not happening. But um, after, you know, we spoke to the producers and they were like, look, we're going to let you have your family down. We kind of warmed up to it.
0: Yes. And you did well because I mean, weren't you sharing your accommodation, I guess, you know, so to say with Julie, I mean, is that, is that true? Were you, Living with Auntie Julie?
1: No, so um we had the big kind of hotel apartment complex and I had my, you know, apartment area with my partner and my, and Miles, and then Julie was just down the hall. So, you know, I'd visit Julie all the time.
0: And just so many other contestants yeah. had come out saying telling the story about you guys and saying, you know, that Julie was Auntie Julie basically. I I love Tommy. You can't not love Tommy. I loved him before I met him from watching him last season. And I love his little boy. His little boy calls me Uncle Julie. (laughs) And um, he's family to me.
1: Well, Uncle Uncle Julie, to Miles, it was Uncle Julie. And it was just, it was so nice for me to bring Miles to Julie. It It was a great way for both of us to kind of decompress and not talk about the competition, but just enjoy each other's company. And Miles, I feel really kind of knit Julie up she whenever she saw Miles she just she's just that typical and it's just like you know Julie is like this watching her on TV but seeing it in real life seeing Julie kind of just be that typical kind of mummy kind of grandma person personality that she is it's just so beautiful to see
0: well you might be able to help me out with a rumor but I heard that um, Miles was dancing to Julie playing an electric guitar at one point is that a true story
1: (laughs) (laughs) um Julie loves to play music in her house and it's just like Miles loves music and it it just went hand in hand.
0: Amazing. Well, does top 10 change anything really when it comes to the internal pressure of a competition like this?
1: Uh, I think top 10, it definitely changes something. Once you hear that number and you get to it, you're like, well, things are getting really real. You start to really see the kind of finish line in your heart. You're like, oh man, can I get there? I think I've got what it takes. And the pressure really kind of builds up from there. Once you get to top 10, your mind changes completely.
0: And getting those ingredients in that pressure test, was there a big red flag with any of those? Like, you know, once they were revealed, you know, was there any signs that you thought this could go bad?
1: I think once the three ingredients were revealed, I I knew straight away that I definitely wasn't going to go with the pumpkin. Um, Chicken and fish, you could go either way. I just felt the fish was the right thing to choose that day. I think, I think if I did chicken, I don't know if I would be able to have such amazing dishes. Like I had, you know, at least two of those dishes were like one of my kind of top dishes and it was just really just unlucky for me those first two rounds.
0: Well, I can tell you that just by coincidence of watching this episode, I had one of those, let's just say menu log deliveroo, one of those sort of meals that you can do very quickly at home. And it was basically the same thing as you were cooking, but mine looked terrible compared to yours. And (laughs) I don't think it tasted very good either.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Can you (laughs) cook for me? Maybe one day, Ben. (laughs) Absolutely.
0: Well, you know, everyone seems to be playing into their skill set, you know, which is very smart. Do you think that there is safety in playing in your lane or do you think that the winner will be someone who takes maybe more risks?
1: I think think staying in your lane is probably the smartest thing to do in MasterChef it's like it's like you know if you cook you know a lot of pasta and lasagna and stuff at home you you know what to do when like shit hits the fan right like you know that oh oh my god my pasta sauce is you know tasting a little bit weird you know I'll add a little bit more water add a little bit of sugar but let's say you cook I don't know Vietnamese food probably once in a blue minute and you cook that probably two or three times under the pressure of MasterChef trying to do that and then getting to that point where something stuff's up and not knowing what to do really is just the worst thing that could happen because you don't know what to do. And in that time timeframe, you, you don't have that time to kind of change and fix it.
0: I was really shocked that you went into round two because I felt like your first cook in that series of cooks was quite amazing. And I felt like you just missed out on going up to the gantry by, you know, very little. Was there yes. then some frustration that you pull into those next two cooks? I mean, do you go... That was amazing. Why am I not up there? I mean, how hard is it to let go of that kind of anguish?
1: Yeah, shaking it off is definitely something you have to learn how to do in mastership. If I found that, you know, that mental game is so, so much more than, you know, I think it is. Like I think coming into a cook, if I'm not mentally strong, I, I no matter what I'm cooking, I won't cook it well. So I learned to come, I think this is probably, you know, why it was good for me to come back back-to-back because back, I learned that skill and I kind of still had that skill of take it off do what you can because if you don't you're going to ruin your next dish
0: well there's something kind of fun about following all of this stuff on social media and I really enjoyed someone tweeting along with you saying you know the disappointment was on your face and you took it out on slashing these fish heads <laughs>
1: I don't know if you saw that. <laughs> yes yes this is uh, breaking down you know any kind of protein where you need kind of a cleaver or you know just whatever is for some reason really cathartic during a cook you just you don't you you don't realize that, but you're like you're just slamming this you know fishbone or whatever, and, and it just kind of lets out some of that pressure.
0: Yeah, avoid paying for therapy. Just buy yourself a mallet mallet or
1: whatever. Yeah, take it out of that's, the kitchen.
0: That's it. <laughs> well, I loved the genuine relationship that you had with Alvin, and you both had this amazing moment, which was so truly respectful. Like you know, two fighters who want to win with integrity.
1: Tommy, how you doing? I'm good, mate. How are you doing, man? Yeah, you know. Hanging in there. Hanging in? Yeah.
0: You're both going great.
1: Everything in this whole competition has led up to this cook.
0: You know, I want to know, at what point, though, did you think he slipped into the lead? Like, when did you realise, oh, maybe I don't have this?
1: I think, I think there was a point where I realised he was making... You know he's kind of famous the dish that made him famous. I was like oh this is this is getting tricky. He's getting to you know the pointy end, and i I realized, oh, I really need to not stuff up anything on my dish or else I'm going home.
0: What was his dish called again? drunken chicken was it like- the drunken
1: chicken, yeah, once I heard the word, "Hey, album's doing drunken chicken, I was like oh it's it's on
0: that's when you started drinking and became the drunken
1: chicken, yeah. I guess <laughs> yeah. I- <laughs> I don't think I'd get anywhere if I started drinking during that cook.
0: Well, the back catalogue of your food repertoire is amazing. And it makes me feel like anyone who has an international cooking history does have an advantage. I think this is because, you know, I'm mildly obsessed with Vietnamese food. But I guess in some ways, having an international understanding of the complexity of flavours gives a bit of an advantage in my mind. Or is that just me? Or am I being silly? I
1: I do think so. I do think um, having that kind of, background in you know another style of cooking really helps with your understanding of flavors and you've got this kind of backlog of what your family has cooked you what you've been eating your whole life but then again you don't have some of those techniques or you don't have some of those kind of confidences of you know some people that cook you know a lot of french food for example they have those techniques and the confidence saying uh, you know i know how to do this and it's you know, I, I can do this all the time. So I think there's, you know, pros and cons to both.
0: Was it bittersweet in a way? Because, I mean, I was very emotional watching you leave because I was shocked that it was happening. But then to find out that you've got baby number two on the way, was that a great way to sort of soften the blow for leaving the competition at this point?
1: I think so. I think there's, I guess, silver linings to everything. And I, I think without, and it was really hard for me to kind of, take this in at first but at the end of the day I did have you know a little one coming so it probably was good timing even though I wanted to stay in the competition for longer. Although I'm so gutted that I'm leaving I've got big things at home you know I've got big news my partner Winnie and I are expecting another little one Oh, so, yeah. Yeah. oh nice. don't worry about it you know no more mm. no more tears
0: were you sitting there watching the Logies the other night with the whole Master Chef nomination? Were you watching?
1: Well, I was watching because the the Logies was on the same day as my elimination episode. <laughs> so I, I couldn't watch it. Yeah, you know, I was looking on Instagram just to see if we did win it. And then, you know, midway through my elimination, I was like, oh my God, we won it. But then I was just like, oh, back to my death.
0: Well, I kind of, you know, I really hope that you see that there's something about all of these Favorites coming back that I think has allowed that nomination to to lift because I mean it could have easily been nominated. Yes, it was nominated, but I do feel that the warmth and the integrity of you guys coming back to this show has given this season something really truly inspiring. And I think that's where the nomination has come from. And I mean the win has come from.
1: Yeah, I think I think definitely the format has given viewers a different kind of perspective on how the show is as well. You know, they're seeing, oh, there's these fresh faces, but there's also these people that have been through it and still love it. And I think that shows, you know, the audience that it's a such a beautiful kind of show.
0: Well, we are at the pointy end of the competition and with the numbers are certainly dwindling. I want to know, who do you think is going to win at this point? Not necessarily who you want to win, but who do you think is going to take this competition out?
1: I think it would be hard to hard to not say that either Julie or... Billy um, could win the competition just because one, I love them both. Sorry, I had to say that anyway. But two, I think Billy has got such she's so amazing in the kitchen. She she moves like a demon in that kitchen. If you've seen her cook in that kitchen, you you just lose your mind because you're like, how does she do everything so quickly? And Julie, she's the OG. She has, you know, years and years of experience under her belt. And that really makes a difference.
0: Well, I think that those two women, you know, definitely have a fairly clear path to that winning title. And I think for a lot of Australians, people are hoping it could be either of them. I think it'll be a shock if it is maybe a fan, but I guess if it is a fan, who do you think could take that part of it out?
1: Oh, if it is a fan, I I would have to say, I would have to say probably Dan, you know, he's, he, he's a battler, you know, and you know, the underdog, you always root for the underdog. So I think it would probably be Dan, that would make it to the end if I had to choose for somebody. Choose somebody.
0: Well, something I ask everyone who joins the podcast is this question, which is what is something from behind the scenes that we as an audience didn't see that, you know, we won't see from your time back on MasterChef?
1: The biggest thing that you probably didn't see was all the connections that we made, you know, living in that kind of apartment complex. We came over, someday we cook and we'd share food, someday we just come over enjoy you know just whatever food you can get take away just because we need to kind of decompress and let go of the day and like the biggest thing for me was i had miles and sometimes my partner was just she had enough of him so i would take him to you know julie's house or michael's house or dan's house and we just chill with them and i think it was so fun for me to be able to kind of introduce miles to them and have kind of miles be part of their life
0: well i'll look forward to seeing miles on you know masterchef children which obviously was a bit of a joke on the project <laughs> uh at the start of the season but yeah i just thought it was fantastic to watch you on the show you were so inspiring and i hope you've enjoyed coming back to the show and i don't know maybe they'll maybe maybe in years to come they'll have you playing with miles
1: (laughs) yeah Yeah. (laughs) maybe congratulations very long time i thank you so much it's
0: lovely to chat with you um big fan
1: and i think you did a fantastic job so
0: yeah good luck good luck with everything coming off um off the show off the experience